as I've spoken to a number of people over the last couple of weeks seeing how they're doing, I've heard the same thing said to me again and again, that people are feeling powerless at this time and a bit anxious about that, but also people are feeling a bit isolated. Maybe you felt a bit like that, lacking power or lacking connection. Well, the good news is that the cross of Jesus on Good Friday speaks directly into these two areas. So firstly, power. What does the cross tell us about power? Well, if Jesus is the Son of God, if he is the King of Kings, then his kingdom is a strange one indeed, in which power is intentionally laid down and replaced with sacrificial love. Throughout history, we've looked at power through the lens of force and strength, but Jesus provides a radical alternative. And at this time when you might be feeling a bit powerless to control situations, this brings hope. Just think about it. During his lifetime, Jesus was not born on the red carpet of a palace, but on the dirt floor of a stable. He lived his life uninhibited by social norms. He dined with prostitutes and with tax collectors. He preached a message of radical inclusivity in which neighbourliness was not defined by race or religion or social status, but by an outrageous sacrificial love. The God we meet in Jesus is quite unlike anything or anyone else. He spoke of God as his father and he spoke of himself as God's son. And Jesus did not usher in an aggressive kingdom like the Romans. The Romans marched under the banner of the powerful eagle, but Jesus walked under the descending presence of the dove of peace. His kingdom is one inherited by the poor, by the powerless, by those mourning, by the broken. In other religions, people have to reach out to God. But in our foolish story, God reaches out to you and to me. Jesus didn't see the outcasts like you and me as irredeemable, but he saw us as invaluable, irreplaceable, actually not as outcasts, but as offspring to be adopted into his family. You can be adopted into God's family today. So in this kingdom, what sort of king is this? Who wore a crown of thorns instead of a crown of jewels? Who chose a cross instead of a throne? Who chose crucifixion instead of coronation? He is Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Son of the living God, your saviour and your friend. Most powerful regimes. They, they try to change us from the outside in, but Jesus changes us powerfully from the inside out. Jesus turns the world's definition of power upside down, and this is shown supremely on the cross of Good Friday, nailed to a wooden cross, abandoned by his friends, jeered by the mob and the soldiers, whom he forgave. He was then nailed in agony, run through with a spear just to make sure he was dead. You know, this is not how a Messiah 
or a king is meant to look like. It's certainly not how God is meant to look like. Over his crucified body, they hung a mocking sign that said, the king of the Jews. What sort of foolish king and kingdom was this? You see, the cross demonstrates that the powerful foolishness of God beats the foolish power of the world. The cross may have looked like losing, but actually it was winning. Every stroke of hammer on nail was actually God's masterstroke. Jesus could have chosen brute power, but he chose love. And this is the key principle of the kingdom of God. We are to lay down our power and choose to take up sacrificial love. We're to follow the supreme example of Jesus. Will you follow that way? Uh, St. Paul quotes in Philippians chapter 2, the earliest piece of church liturgy that we have. He writes this, that Jesus, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but rather he became nothing. He laid down his power and became a servant and was obedient unto death, even death on a cross. So this Easter, likewise, embrace your powerlessness and instead live by love. You can't control the COVID-19 pandemic, but you can choose to love. No one and no pandemic can take that choice from you. It is the power of love. And greatness in God's kingdom is characterised by the apparent foolishness of surrender, service and sacrifice. Jesus said this, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Taking up our cross will mean that we live different lives. We make decisions differently. We do our relationships differently. You see, the wisdom of the world as exemplified by power and the wisdom of God as exemplified by love stand distinct and apart. In God's strange kingdom, love has become power. In John 3.16, it says, God so loved the world, that's you and me, that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Isn't that amazing? You know, the world's understanding of love is really based on reciprocity. You know, if, if you love me, then I might love you. But God's love is different. It's bigger, it's wilder, it's agape love. It's love for the whosoever. God's love has no bounds. And the cross shows us that there is a different way of wielding power and it is the way of love. Jesus could have chosen earthly power, he chose divine love. Will we do the same this Easter? 
So what then about isolation? You know, just because you're self-isolating does not mean you are isolated. The Romans put on Jesus a crown of thorns, which was a symbol of being cursed and a symbol of death. Now, of course, on the cross, he was cursed. He took the curse of our sin, your sin and mine, upon himself. And of course, it was a symbol of death and defeat, but it was the defeat of death itself. You could have eternal life. In the Bible story, the very first consequence of sin was isolation. When Adam and Eve sinned, they first of all hide their nakedness, their shame, and then they hide from God in the bushes. They isolate themselves from him. But Jesus willingly and obediently went to the cross. And on the cross, he took all of the darkness and shame of our sin upon himself, winning the ultimate victory so that you and I, we can have our sins forgiven. We can have our shame removed and relationship restored with our maker. Amazing. On the cross, Jesus was cut off from God the Father by having all of that barrier and isolating shame and power of sin taken off us and it was placed on him, cutting him off from the Father. That's why his cry of dereliction, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But what that means is that barrier is now lifted from us. You can know connection right now with God the Father in heaven because of the cross. So this Easter, although you're self-isolating, you are not isolated. You can know the presence of God with you by his Holy Spirit right now. The counsellor, the guide, the Holy Spirit who comes and lives within us. The one who pours God's love into your heart. And because you've been forgiven and by the power of this Holy Spirit, it means that we can then forgive other people and be reconnected with them. So don't worry about being alone. You're not. God is with you. And don't worry about feeling powerless. Power is meant to be laid down anyway and replaced with love. St. John tells us that we love because God first loved us as shown on the cross. And the key to love and the key to feeling connected, having the presence of God with us is one and the same thing. It's the Holy Spirit. Romans 5 verse 5 says, God pours his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. So why don't we ask the Spirit to come right now and to fill our hearts with his love. You might want to put your hands out in front of you right now. You don't have to, but I find it's helpful. It's a way of saying, Lord, I'm I'm willing to receive. It's, it's the opposite of this, which is, Lord, I'm not open. And just echo this prayer silently in your heart. 
Either it might be the first time you're ever putting your faith in Jesus, you want to accept all that he's done for you. Or if you're already a Christian, maybe this is a way of reaffirming your commitment to him. Just pray this silently right now. Say, Heavenly Father, Almighty God, thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me. I'm sorry for all the things I've done in the past to hurt you or others or even myself. I turn from those ways right now. And thank you, Jesus, that you died, that I can be forgiven of all things in the past. And I receive that forgiveness right now. And please would you send your Holy Spirit to come and dwell in my heart and be with me for all of eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. And just keep praying. I'm going to pray that ancient prayer of the church right now. Just echo this in your heart. Come, Holy Spirit, fill me again with your presence right now. And receive the presence of God. And with that, his peace and the power to love like never before. To love him, your family, and all those with whom you interact. This is life changing. Come, Holy Spirit.